This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Hello and welcome to another edition of Pets Aloud, Joy's very own show about pets. I'm Kristen and I'll be keeping you company and joining me in the studio is the lovely Kate Holter, General Manager of Fundraising and Communications at the Lost Dogs Home. Kate, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Kristen. It's always good to be here. Now, it's really one of my favourite topics today. We're talking about um, adopted and adored dogs. So for the dogs and cats coming into the home, um, their their time actually spent in the shelter is often a small part of their journey uh, on the path to finding their forever loving home. But obviously our staff get quite attached to, to some of the dogs and cats while they're with us and we, we invest a lot of time and, and, and in them as well. So we absolutely adore receiving updates on dogs and cats that have gone on to find their new homes. Um, we like to get photos, everything. So today we're going to be talking about these dogs and we refer to them as adopted and adored. Uh, so we wanted to share some of these stories with you um, and we'll be going back and revisiting some of these former residents uh, who've stayed with us uh, and gone on to find you know wonderful owners and loving families. So think of it as a flashback Friday edition of the show. Now we want to hear from you. Have you adopted an animal who is a big part of your family? And also coming up on the show, back in 2006, a lovely Rottweiler puppy, a very special Rottweiler puppy called Daria found her kindred spirit with someone looking for their perfect match to make their home complete. Daria's owner, Tam, joined us in the studio uh, later on. And earlier this year, Red Phoenix flew into his new home after patiently waiting to find his perfect match for more than 240 days. So his new owner will give us an update on this lovable giant. And now six years ago, uh, a very special Staffy Cross by the name, uh, Staffy Cross Border Collie by the name of Buckley, caught uh, the attention of the whole country after he survived uh, a fairly cruel attack. Um, Today he is happy and healthy and we are going to catch up with his owner, Madeline. And later on in the show, we will be chatting with Seeing Eye Dogs Australia about their new campaign uh, and seeing how the organisation provides companionship and independence to uh, owners through new dogs. Uh, It's going to be another busy Pets Allowed show today, jam-packed. The Pets Allowed News Wrap. A look at the news of the week from the Lost Dogs Home. Now, making the decision to adopt a dog or cat from a shelter or rescue group is definitely a big one. Caring for a new pet goes far beyond just providing food, water and shelter. Potential pet owners need to make sure they do thorough research and careful planning to make sure your new pet is the right one for you and your lifestyle. So we want to make sure pet owners can find the right pet for their family. So to help with the process, we've got some key questions to consider before welcoming a new pet into your home. So first of all, perhaps consider why you actually want to adopt a pet or why you want a pet. What are the reasons? Are you looking for unconditional love and companionship, you know, if you're by yourself? Are you looking for, uh, you know, a family pet or a companion for your, ch- for your children? Are you ready to take on that, you know, the, resp- the responsibility of the, that animal? Knowing why you're preparing to bring a pet, or a dog or a cat, um, into your life will also determine what type of pet will probably best fit in with your lifestyle. 
And it's also uh, important to have a good think about whether you are really ready to make the commitment. So it is a long-term and lifelong commitment really for the pet. So today with the high quality of care that our companion animals can receive from vets, uh, it means they're living much longer and healthier lives. So cats and dogs can live anywhere from 10 to 20 years um, and there are cases when it can even be more than that. So to make sure you are ready to make a commitment to your new pet. Ask yourself what your living situation will be like in 5, 10 and 20 years time. And as you go through lifestyle changes like relocating, pregnancy and new jobs, your pet will still remain a permanent part of your family. So it's important to to keep that in mind as well Uh, and make sure that you will still be able to to care for your pet if your circumstances do change, which often they do. That's that's life. That's quite often why we have dogs and cats arriving at the Lost Dogs Home. Um, Is your family ready for a pet? That's another consideration. Um, If you live with a partner um, or a spouse, um, just don't forget that the decision is not yours alone. It's something that needs to be discussed with everyone who lives with you. Um, it, it is, in a sense, a family decision to get uh, a pet, a dog or a cat. So, And discuss adopting an animal with the whole family before making dis- that final decision. Perhaps get them involved in choosing um, a dog or a cat as well. Quite often it's about, you know, the personality that just first that resonates best with you. Um, and, and, and quite often it's very difficult to, to make... To, work out why a particular dog or cat uh, seems right but you know if everyone's there making the decision um, that's really important you may also have another pet at who lives with you um, so make sure that they're involved in the, dis- the selection process as well at the lost dogs home we really do encourage people to bring in their dogs not so much their cats but mm-hmm. their dogs to come in and meet uh, a dog that they're considering uh, adopting because it's important that those two animals get on well in the home Uh, And another thing to consider is, do you know what kind of pet is right for you? So you need to have a think about your personality and lifestyle, along with challenges such as the size of your house and the amount of time you spend at home uh, during the day, which you should also explore to determine what sort of pet uh, is the right fit for your household. So take the time to research different breeds. uh, And when you come into the shelter, you could also ask staff for recommendations, um, especially, you know, with dogs as well. So many different breeds need lots of different levels of exercise and training and, and things like that. So it's very important to consider what breed is right for you. Yeah. Or, or breed mix, mix probably yeah. at the Lost Dogs Home because uh, we have a lot of um, what we call muttergrees. <laughs> That's a real, you know, Heinz 50 varieties. But, you know, but generally the staff also have a really good idea of how that dog's been behaving in the shelter and the sort of temperament they have. The other thing to think about is can you afford to care for your pet? You know, after the initial outlay adoption fee, the costs are ongoing and they actually can uh, add up. You, you might find yourself always at the supermarket buying food. So things like food, vet care, proper identification are just some of the ongoing, outgoing expenses that you will have for your pet. Uh, check out our budgeting fact sheet, which we have on our website. It gives you a good o- overview of what the costs can be. And you might want to consider something like pet insurance um, and, you know, veterinary care. And there is, there's veterinary care that, you know, regular checkups that need to be considered. But sometimes, you know, things go wrong or that you, you may not have accounted for. So like cruciate ligaments and things like that. So, you know, really consider and think through all the, the different costs that you may have to incur. And the last point to consider is, can you spend quality time with your pet? So do you have the time and energy to care for your pet each and every day? Do you travel often and find it hard to, uh, to make time to spend at home? Animals can get bored just, just like us people. So it's important to make sure that your pet has, you know, has the opportunity to play, run and spend quality time with you as well. There's nothing more important than the bond that is between a person and, and their pet. Um, 
So if you're unsure about whether you have the time to care for a pet, perhaps uh, consider foster caring, so providing temporary care to a shelter animal. That could be a good way to sort of get a better idea of, of what sort of pet might be good for you and if you do have the time to look after them. So taking the time to answer these questions can help you work out whether now is the right time for you to welcome a new pet into your family. So do you think you are ready to adopt? You can view some of the animals currently looking for their forever homes at dogshome.com. This week's Pet of the Week. Kate, would you like to tell us a bit about this week's Pet of the Week? Yes. This is one dog that's currently looking for its forever home and you'll find Troy, a picture of Troy on our website. Uh, now, Troy is um, like uh, an interesting looking dog. He's he's one of those mud that's quite unique. Uh, he's white uh, mainly with um, a bit of a terrier scruffy coat and black ears and, and black eyes and a bit of a, a fleck through him. But he's very friendly. Uh, he'd love to be a part of... Um, you know, an active life. So whether, you know, a family's active life or a person living by themselves, he would enjoy and probably benefit from a very big or nice big backyard to play in. He can sometimes start out a little bit shy. So he will benefit from some positive reinforcement and encouragement, constant encouragement to build that confidence. Uh, and because of his shy nature, he's probably best suited to a home without small kids uh, who might sort of take him by surprise or uh, so large, sort of older kids where they can sort of um, uh, manage their interaction with Troy would be good. He's generally friendly with other dogs and may in, and may enjoy also having another canine companion at home. He's learning, he's learned some basic skills while he's been in the shelter, some basic um, obedience and manners. He can sit and greet people politely and he walks very nicely on the lead so he won't drag you around the neighborhood uh, he does have mild hip dysplasia which is not uncommon for his braid mitts and size he's currently experiencing no discomfort at all and he may never ever do so um, as he gets older but should his condition progress he may need some veterinary care and uh, you can certainly talk about that with the staff at the home or one of the vets at the home will go through exactly what that means um, if you Troy's id number if you want to uh, uh, refer to him over the phone is double nine eight one six seven or if you want further information about Troy or, or have a look at his picture go to dogshome.com and go to dogs for adoption at north melbourne and you'll find troy there the north melbourne shelter's number is 93292755 or you can visit in person at 2 gracie street north melbourne now imagine being a frightened puppy just looking for someone to call your own then one day someone comes along and welcomes you into their family with an open heart up next we're going to get an update on rottweiler cross daria pets allowed on joy 94.9 you're listening to Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. Sometimes it takes a few meetings before you know you've found the one. I mean, the right dog. Back in 2006, Tam met Daria, a timid Rottweiler looking for her kindred spirit. Initially drawn to Daria, it wasn't until her third visit to our North Melbourne shelter that Tam knew that Daria really was the one for her. So joining us in the studio, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Tam um, to give us an update on her beautiful Rottweiler Daria. Um, and she's also a very um, generous creator of the Tra- Travancore. No, tra- is that how you say Travancore. Travancore Dog Park Calendar. Welcome, Tam. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Good to see you today. Yeah, thanks for taking time out of your day to join us to tell us about your beautiful girl, Daria. Oh, I don't need much encouragement. <laughs> everybody knows that. <laughs> so, can you take us back to the day when you adopted Daria? What drew you to her? Well, the first time I met her, she was very timid and I thought, oh, I'm just not sure because she's so shy. And I thought a timid Rottweiler is not fantastic. Then the second time, same thing. And I was thinking, I really like this puppy. No one's 
adopting her? She's still there. What's mm. going on? The third time, I actually asked someone. That's what I should have done. Turns out the first time I met her was her first day at the shelter. Poor thing. She was probably very shy. The second time, she was waking up from her anaesthetic from being dissexed, which is, co- of course, what all dogs should be. And uh, the third time, she leapt into my arms, licked my face and said, you know what, you're taking me home. <laughs> and I was in love. It was, it was pretty mutual, I think. Third time lucky. Yep. Now, you've had Daria for a few years now. What is life like with Daria um, and why is she such a big, important part of your life and family? Big is the right word, yeah, she's actually. A, she's a solid girl. <laughs> she's 45 kilos of, um, what do I call her, marshmallow? Suki Lala. Her, her official name is Suki Lala. Uh, she's very physical. She leans on me. She lies next to me on my bed, next to my feet when I'm reading on the couch. She flings a leg over me just to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm owned. <laughs> so I think that's what I love the most. I live alone. All my family live in Canberra. So so she is my family and, uh, you know, any, all of my friends refer to her as my fur child, which, you know, I think is sometimes funny, but she is. That's yeah. what she is. That's what they are to uh, us yeah. quite often. Mm, that's now, so true. <laughs> um, I know this is going to be a very hard question to answer. What is your favourite thing about Daria? Okay, so I had to write about 50 <laughs> things and then totally edit them. I think my favourite thing is her wagging, wagging her tail because a lot of Rottweilers don't have tails and so she's got one of those thin, whippy ones. And when she sees me, I swear she levitates off the ground. It is like a helicopter. It <laughs> whacks against the walls and I constantly think she's going to break a vertebrae in there because it's like whack, 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 whack. People come over and say, my God, I'm going to have bruises from her tail and I'm like, that's her love. She shows her love with tail bruises, but I think that's, that's um, my favourite thing about her. And again, you probably find it really difficult to choose this because you've prob- there's so many to choose from, no doubt. <laughs> what can you share with us uh, a particularly funny or memorable experience that you've had with Daria? I have two. Kate, you will understand because yep. you've met Daria quite I have. a few times. Yep, yep. She's the, pretty special. One of the funniest things she ever did was when she barked at her own fart. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, she released and then went, oh, my goodness, what was that? Ruff, ruff, ruff. And I thought, oh, goodness, you're a special creature. Um, the other thing that she loves to do is watch the scenery from the train windows. Um, but you can take your dogs on trains down here as long as it's not in peak hour traffic. Mm. And they don't even have to have a ticket anymore, which is kind of a bit, you know. Oh. That makes North, sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. So she loves watching the scenery from the train, but she will not get up on the seat unless I put a towel up. And when I put the towel up on the seat, she sits up there, puts her paw on the armrest mm-hmm. and gazes out the window. And people have been known to sit down next to her without realising that she's in fact <laughs> a Rottweiler. And their little jump and then, oh, isn't she well behaved, always makes me feel quite proud of her. Well, you should you should actually feel proud. You've just you've been an amazing owner for, for Daria. She's, you yeah. can see that she probably was a timid dog, but she's so secure and loved with you. Absolutely. It's wonderful to see. And so for anyone out there who's thinking about getting a pet, particularly if they're considering adopting from an animal shelter, what words of advice would you have for them? I really only have a few. You will never regret it. I honestly do believe that when you save an animal, be it a dog or a cat from a shelter, even a horse, I suppose, or a cow or a sheep, if, when you save an animal from a shelter, they know they've been rescued and I actually think that their connection with you is stronger. And I'm not saying that pet shop animals aren't the same, but I do think that a dog that or a cat that has known a bad life and then comes to a life of happiness and appreciation and respect and love, they know it. They know it and they love you more. So, yeah. And they pay you back, don't they, for, for the rest of their lives, just the unconditional love that they give you. Oh, those eyes. 
Exactly. Those eyes that you can't. Yes, you'll get another chicken wing because I can't resist you. That's right. <laughs> You're well, so right. They give tenfold back. Tam, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us and, and have a chat about your gorgeous girl, Daria. No worries. I'd just like to ask if I can say one thing. Absolutely. Go for it. If you would like to get a wonderful Travancore Dog Park calendar, you can find me on Facebook. They are $10 each or 3 for 25 It's an A3 calendar, calendar in the middle, photos of all the dogs around the edge. Last year, we raised $1,600 and in total, I think it's seven and a half thousand yeah. over eight years. So we're really happy to keep making the calendar. And um, proceeds raised from that. All the money goes to the lost go dogs towards, home. Absolutely, which is absolutely fantastic and makes such a difference and to the lives of, of the animals in our care. It does. And, and they're great calendars. I've got one on my wall in my office now. So oh, you, they yeah, are they're so beautiful. Pop- they're kind of, they're so daggy. They're great. That's right. <laughs> Tam does all the photography. She, she does a great job. <laughs> now, some animals in our care take a little longer to find their perfect match. Sadly, watching their shelter mates go on to find their new homes while they wait in the wings. Then one day the right person comes along and it's a perfect match match coming up we hear about how red phoenix is going in his new home we're cool for the summer joy's 94 days of summer is coming 94 more reasons to listen head to joy.org.au for more info every now and then a cat or dog comes into our care who takes just that bit longer to find the right home in april we met red phoenix or red as he was affectionately known by our staff he's a gentle six-year-old cat who spent more than 240 days looking for his perfect match to walk through our shelter doors at the end of june red finally met his match in jeremy and shelly who knew that the adventurous moggy was the right one for them after seeing his profile on the home's website this month sam caught up with jeremy to get an update on how red was doing in his new home He likes to he loves to be around people and he also just loves staring out the window at our house and yeah just just watching things and yeah he's a bit of a cat cat. Well, we saw his profile for quite some some time on the website and we just we thought he looked so cool sitting in the tree and and cute so we we thought we'd go check him out. So you knew pretty much from the moment that you went in that that was the cat, the one for you and um, and your partner Shelley. Yeah, we, we, we didn't actually ask to see any other cat. We we asked to see Red Phoenix and, and everyone in the, at the Lost Dog Home uh, jumped jumped out of their feet and quickly took us to his um, to where he was staying and and um, we got to meet him and um, yeah, it was great. <laughs> And as my mind begins to spread its wings Did you guys know that he'd been up for adoption no for more than 240 days when you came in? No. No, we had no idea. <laughs> we, found, we found that out when, uh, when the girl jumped up and said he'd been here for ages and he was, just seemed so friendly and, and we couldn't believe it. He's already wanting his face into, a, into my hand and being such a friendly cat, we just couldn't believe it. I don't want this feeling to go away. You've had Red for a couple of months now. How has he settled into his new home? Uh, he's, he's settled in great, like from just sleeping in the laundry um, by himself and now and now um, in the lounge room and now he's, he's, he's come into our bedroom and he's, we've set up a little bed for him next to mine and, <laughs> and uh, he's just loving it. He loves, um, he loves waking up in the morning and, um, and jumping on our bed and, and letting... Um, my fiance rub his ears and his day isn't complete without 
As I mentioned, you've had red now for a few months. Have you, in that short period of time, do you have any memorable moments that of red since he's been at home, or funny stories? I think we just weren't we weren't sure that he was going to be such a playful cat. We we know we'd have to buy toys for him, and you know we've got um, a pole with uh, wool and string and stuff on it, and he just goes crazy and, and wiggles his bum and and stalks stalks it around the, the living room and I pull it along and. He uh, he loves it. He loves to play, and yeah, he loves he loves affection and sitting next to us on the couch. He's, he's a good cat. Please don't go away. That was Red's owner, Jeremy, talking about how Red has settled into his new home. Now, in 2009, Staffy cross-border collie Buckley made national headlines after coming into the home following a severe case of animal cruelty. Six years on, this lovable canine is now loving life, and up next, we're going to chat with his new owner, Madeline. Did you know... Joy Audio Production Services can help you with your audio recording needs, no matter what the task at hand. We have a way to support you and your business. We can produce radio-style interviews for your website, on-hold greetings, podcasts, voiceovers for video, and more. Call Joy's production manager, Jason, on 1300 569 949 or email production at joy.org.au. That's 1300 569 949. Joy Audio Production Services, commercial-grade audio quality at community radio rates. Back in 2009, we met Buckley, an eight-week-old Staffy Cross Border Collie who was the victim of a horrific act of animal cruelty. Buckley was found with bleeding ears and a severed tail, and it was clear to staff at the home that his ears and tail had been cut off with scissors or shears. At the time, he was taken to a local vet before being transferred to the home. After surgery at the home and time with a foster carer, Buckley went on to find his forever home with Madeline, and for the past six years, this lovable dog has been enjoying life with his new family. Earlier this month, Sam caught up with Madeline and got an update on the beloved Buckley. Joining me on the phone now is Madeline, the owner of Buckley. Madeline, welcome to Pets Aloud. Thank you. Now, you topped the list of more than 300 applicants wanting to adopt Buckley after his attack back Mm -hmm. in 2009. Can you tell us um, a bit about the day you adopted Buckley and what drew you to adopt him in the first place? Uh, Well, I saw his picture in the newspaper and I read his story and, yeah, my heart just broke for him. He looked so sweet, but, yeah, his eyes just looked really sad. So I was actually moving out of my parents' place into my own house and I'd grown up with dogs and I thought, you know, I could really show his dog what it's like to be loved and, yeah, to feel safe. I remember meeting him as part of the meet and greet as part of the process and he was so little and yeah I just wanted to give him a big cuddle but he wasn't really ready for cuddles and to be embraced so I bought a few little toys um with me and he was just running around playing with them and I left there really wanting to be the person selected because I just really fell in love with him but I also thought you know if it's not me I really hope he gets the place that he deserves. You've had Buckley now for six years which is 
you know, it's a long time. I can imagine he'd be well and truly part of your family now. <laughs> he's he's weaseled his way into the family and the extended family. He's uh he's like a little dog. He comes everywhere with me in the car. He comes to my parents' place who has two Labradors and he definitely loves them more than the dogs love him. So he's definitely, yeah fitted well into the family. I can imagine Christmases and, and do you have any particularly funny or memorable moments that of Buckley's that you've had since you adopted him? Uh, there's so many funny memories of Buckley. I mean, I think being part boxer, he's just such a goof that you can just watch him all day. But when I first got him and for the first year, he was terrible at recall. So he never wanted to come back to me at the park. He was having too much fun with the other dogs. So... I remember I used to have to recruit about eight or nine people at the Richmond Park to run around and try and catch him. So usually I'd have to start trying to catch him 45 minutes before leaving. And the only time that he'd come back to me was when he was absolutely exhausted with that game. So it was a lot better once he got better with his recall. Good fitness. <laughs> Chasing after my naughty puppy. Full of, full so of energy. Cheeky. Mm. <laughs> Which is a complete yeah. difference from, I think, what a lot of people uh, saw when you first had that image of Buckley when he was first on the yeah. news after. And his... it took time. Mm. It did take time. And it was really hard to tell with him whether it was normal puppy fears or whether it was actually fears from caused by what had actually happened to him. So it was difficult to ascertain. He was terrible with stairs and I had a place that had some stairs in it, and so I used to carry him up the stairs. Then I realised, you know, that wasn't going to work. Because, <laughs> you know, I couldn't carry shopping, and I couldn't carry him, and he was only going to get bigger, and he was only 10 kilos when I got oh, him. Wow. He's now 30 kilos, so I thought, this isn't going to work in the long term. And so he wasn't food-orientated. He was quite toy-orientated, but he was sort of more me-orientated. So I remember putting him in the middle of the stairs and just sat at the bottom for a little while and he slowly took one step down at a time and now he bounds upstairs. He loves them. He sounds like a beautiful, cheeky, wonderful character. Yeah, Yeah, he really is. He really is. He's really grown into his own. It sounds like you both found your perfect match, that's for sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. (laughs) What would you say to anyone considering adopting from an animal shelter? I'd say choose a dog that's appropriate to your lifestyle and activity level. I think that can be the biggest issue, and that's not just, you know, from a pound, but just choosing a breed that's appropriate to your life just so that there's not problems in the future. Research the breed, know the activity level, know, you know, what their traits are, what their habits are, their the size when they're an adult. That type of research can prevent problems in the future. It's absolutely worthwhile. That's great advice. Madeline, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today on Pets Aloud and giving us an update on Buckley. Right, thank you for having me. That was Madeline giving us an update on her very beloved Buckley. He's a handsome older dog now, that's for sure. I've met Madeline actually accidentally in the park and uh, um, it's great to see those two together. But if you're interested in adopting an animal from the Lost Dogs Home, you can visit our shelters at 2 Gracie Street, North Melbourne or 520 Mackenzie Road in Echuca. Um, you might Why not go this weekend? There's plenty of dogs there needing a new home who would love, love to be your special companion. So to the thousands... To thousands of blind and vision-impaired Australians, their assistance dogs open the door to freedom and independence. They also provide much-needed love and companionship. Coming up, we talk to Seeing Eye Dogs Australia about their latest event, Dogs Big Breakfast. 
Tune in to David and Sue during this Friday's Drive program as this year's winner of our Radiothon major prize, Mal, again gives something back to joy by matching your donations dollar for dollar during the show. That's from 6pm this Friday with David and Sue. Support the diverse voice of the diverse GLBTI community. Get your credit cards ready and stand by to support Joy 94.9. Your voice, your radio station. Seeing Eye Dogs Australia is the only national provider of seeing eye dogs specifically bred and trained to act as guides for people who are blind. This year, Seeing Eye Dogs Australia hosting their very first Dogs Big Breakfast campaign, encouraging people to host breakfast events with their friends and canine companions to help raise money for Seeing Eye Dogs or Cedar. Joining us today to talk about Cedar and Dogs Big Breakfast is Wendy Lake, Program Coordinator of Volunteer Puppy Carers and Seeing Eye Dogs Australia. Wendy, welcome to Pets Aloud. Thank you. Pleasure to be um, on air with you. Great. Can you tell us a bit about Cedar uh, and the work that you do there? Yes, yeah, certainly. As you um, correctly said, we're the only national provider of um, seeing eye dogs in Australia. So we, um, what our role is here in Kensington, it's National Breeding Centre as well. So we, um, we breed the pups. The pups go out to um, carers for about 12 months when they're about eight weeks of age. Then um, they come back in here. We obviously, you know, do assessments of them. Uh, we make sure the pups, you know, are good to go and they're going to be, um, you know, potential um, seeing eye dogs. So they come back in for about six months, um, are trained with our um, instructors, then they're matched to a, um, a client and then um, the instructor probably spends about um, anywhere between three to six weeks um, with the dog and the client getting them used to each other. So it's, it's quite a lengthy process. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Wendy, what's involved with training a seeing-eye dog? Um, look, lots of things. Um, obviously, um, we without our volunteer puppy carers, um, we've got about sort of 140 dogs out at the moment. We wouldn't be able to do the role we do. Um, so the volunteer puppy carers take their little cute little fluff balls that you know <laughs> six of age. Um, always a challenge, um, you know, like getting a new baby. Um, yep. So they take those puppies into their home. So the idea is that um, you know they um, help us with toileting which is always a challenge because our um, dogs need to be able to toilet on command um, because what you don't want is obviously when the dog's, you know, walking through a shopping centre suddenly wanting to go to the toilet. No. Um, it's about socialising them as well. So our puppy carers are pretty pretty dedicated people. Um, the, the pup becomes part of a family. They get used to um, going out. They get used to going in the car. Um, you know, maybe going to the footy match with them, you know, sitting with them at a cafe, all those sorts of things. So um, the puppy carers for those um, 12 months are really socialising the puppy, getting it used to, you know, lots of different Mm -hmm. things. Um, Then when it comes back in, we have our dedicated trainers who are going to teach the pups a lot of... um, a lot of things that they need to do, you know, how to sit at the curb, how to do various things, how to ignore other dogs, how to ignore distractions, um, and then um, a very dedicated instructor will then, um, you know, take that pup with the client and train both mm. of them so they um, get along and know what they're doing. There's obviously quite a bit of investment <laughs> in, in getting, you know, just one dog um, up and, and running and, and ready to, to, to be a support dog or a seeing-eye dog for someone. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, and I was um, I was quite surprised when I 
um, you know, first joined uh, to find out all the things that we actually yeah. do. Because I think most people think, you know, we breed them, <laughs> we give them a bit of training, and then, you know, out they go, no. and they know exactly no, what to do. So and, and, it doesn't and, quite work that way. That's right. And it would obviously cost a lot of money, So, which is why you're you're holding this, this fundraiser at Dog's Big Breakfast, um, to, you know, to raise Absolutely. proceeds. So if you could tell yeah. us a bit about that event also and, and what people can do to help because it's a really important, um, obviously a very important cause. Yes, absolutely. And as I say, it's called the Dog's Big Breakfast. Um, so the aim is that, um, you know, $35,000 plus to um, get a dog from oh, um, wow. a yeah. breeding sort of stage to actually being with a client. So a lot of dollars when we're talking, you know, probably about 140 dogs a year. That's a lot of money. Hmm. Um so we do have some people that very generously um, will sponsor the dogs, but we don't actually get any government funding either. So what Dogs Big Breakfast is about, it's the first time we've run it, so a bit of fun. So it's really about getting your friends together. Um, they can be friends that have dogs, friends that have cats, whatever, and mm-hmm. want to support friends that don't have any animals at all. But really just do a breakfast. So what you could do is... Um, if you wanted to do a brekkie at home, invite everybody around, then what they could do is donate the money um, to us that they would have normally spent, you know, going out to have breakfast. Or what you can do is just do a fun um, a fun event, get everybody to come round, bring a bit of brekkie, do it in a park. You could do it at yeah. you know, school. We have quite a few puppy carers that are teachers where the dogs actually do go to school with them. Wow. And I know some of our puppy carers are already registered to participate in Dogs Big Breakfast. So we've got a great website. Um, you can log on, register. You can actually just log on and donate if you don't want to actually mm-hmm. um, go to bother of doing a breakfast. There's lots of wonderful recipes on there for the dogs. So there's lots of dog-friendly muffins and all sorts of things you can make as well. Sounds like fun. What's What's better than Eddie? a delicious breakfast and helping, helping you know, Cedar raising such vital funds to, to help people and animals as well? Yeah. It sounds like a great idea. I'm hoping that it will certainly be an annual event and, um, you know, the people have lots of fun doing it. Great. Well, Lindy, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today on Pets Aloud about seeing our dogs Australia and and dogs big breakfast. (laughs) Um, And there's also a website that people can go to. Yeah, I've got that here. So, um, Excellent. That's dogs, great. So, um, Dogs Peace they're happening throughout Victoria uh, during November. So, if you want more information on how you can take part and hold your own um, Dogs Big Breakfast event, you can visit uh, Dogs Big Breakfast, all one word, dot org. So, that's Dogs Big dot org. Thanks, Wendy. Now, looking for something to do with your beloved canine companion this week? Look no further. Dog Dates is coming up next. This is Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. The Made in Melbourne Film Festival is an exclusive celebration of local filmmaking. Coming to the ultra-modern Backlot Studios for the first time from November 26 to 29, sit back with a popcorn and a drink and enjoy a showcase of Melbourne's talent on the big screen. Featuring a wide variety of films, audience-voted awards, Q&A with filmmakers and more, Made in Melbourne 2015 is bigger than ever. All local, all Melbourne. Be the complete program and all the details at mim.org.au. Joy 94.9 is a proud media partner of the 2015 Made in Melbourne Film Festival. Your pet's community calendar. This is Dog Dates. Now, Kate, would you like to tell us about our first dog date? Absolutely. One of my favourite events that the Lost Dogs Home does is the Human Walking Program, and it's back. Um, Do you need to take a break uh, from the shackles of office life? Get out of the office? Our shelter dogs are ready to rescue you from your office. Come down to Flagstaff Gardens from 12 to 2 next Friday, November the 20th, so just 
you know, around about this time next week and our shelter dogs will be there ready to meet and you know, take you for a walk around the park. Not only will you be able to have lots of fun with them, there's also going to be food vendors, music, information about adoption, fostering, volunteering and if you're lucky you might also get some cuddles and pats from our adopted and adored amb- ambassadors. Those are dogs that have already been adopted and are now visiting with their owners so they are great advocates for adopting. Human walking program will be held at Flagstaff Gardens which is located on the corner of William and Latrobe Street in Melbourne. We hope to see you there next Friday. You can learn more about the event by visiting dogshome.com. And our second dog date is the Pets Domain Echuca Adoption and Microchipping Day. So tomorrow, November 14th, there will be an adoption and microchipping day at Pets Domain up in Echuca. The Lost Dogs Home will be attending, so come along and say hi to us. You'll be able to meet some of our dogs and cats up for adoption. Have your own dog or cat microchipped for a discounted fee of only $25. And also pick up some info about adoption, foster care and volunteering so the event will take place from at 10 a.m until 3 p.m at pets domain achuka and kate i think uh, that's a wrap another show done and dusted yeah lots of good things i hope everyone is all sort of um excited about the adoption and and or considering adoption for their next absolutely and well on that note um i might just do a quick reminder of this week's pet of the week so that is troy a beautiful irish wolfhound cross he is one year and five months old and he's up for adoption at our north melbourne shelter gentle giant looking for a new family who will include them in their daily activities he can be a bit shy so it's probably best suited to a home uh, without small kids so if you would like to learn more about troy you can give us a call on 93292755 or drop in to the shelter uh, troy's id number is double nine eight one six seven uh, did you miss the show today? Not to worry. You can podcast it via our profile page at joy.org.au slash pets allowed. Thank you for joining us for another show. And don't forget to walk your dog and pet your cats. This is Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. Pets Allowed brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast Brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.